You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's why I'm calling now. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 31 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Normally, it's a show all about you, but tonight we have a special guest, so you'll just have to wait your turn. I'm Tammy here on the East Coast on the studios of the Jeep Talk Show, and joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk Show headquarters is Tony. Hey, Tony, how's well, it going? It should be like a big drum roll or something where the headquarters. So um, we'll be asking you guys to call in a little bit with your questions, but uh, for our special guest, we have James of Jamic. <laughs> What's a Jamic? Uh, well, it's a hammock for your Jeep, or as some people say, it's a ham hock for your Jeep. Uh, but, man, yeah. a ham hock would be very tasty yet. James, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And have you considered uh, uh, making a hammock? I'm sorry, a ham hock for a Jeep? No, uh, actually, no. But now that you mention it, <laughs> I could definitely be persuaded that way. Thanks for having uh, me tonight, Tony and Tammy. Sure. Oh, hey, do you when you're excited. yeah when you're dealing with customers? Do you do you notice the different accents across the country? Because uh, somebody did a a, a little uh, uh, live video on Facebook for us, and uh, he's a contributor to the show. And he kept saying, uh, instead of hammock, he was saying ham hock, or it sounded a lot like that. <laughs> so uh, what's the, I think uh, Nate's up in Pennsylvania, so it's a Pennsylvania yeah. thing, I bet. Yeah, we have uh, we have customers from all over the U.S. Uh, and also from many uh, different continents, a lot of Australian folks and uh, some Italians and French folks. So we get accents of all types. I bet you do, the Australians especially. That's uh, exciting. Oh, yeah. Do you sell those things for uh, things other than Jeeps? I mean, are there other vehicles that have uh, open uh, tops? I mean, it. I know it's kind of cut for that size, but I would think that uh, since the straps are so long, you could fit it on other vehicles if there are any other open top vehicles, that is. So um, it was designed to be able to be used off a vehicle as a regular hammock. We call it a sling seat. Right. You can pop it off and, and strap it between two trees right next to the campfire or, or at the festival or wherever you're at. Um, when I was first uh, doing the Jamic, I looked at one of the old Suzuki Samurais, and I'm like, you know what? I bet we could put one up there. But that's just such a small market now because I think they made the last one of those like 20 years ago. So we haven't bothered. But one of the things that we have done is we are launching this summer the Jamic truck, uh, and it's a hammock for your truck. Essentially, it's, it's a five-foot by five-foot um, Jamic that goes in the back of your truck. And it fits probably about 95% um, of truck beds in the United States. So we're pretty excited about that. Oh, I bet. I bet you that'll be a great seller because uh, I know a lot of people take their trucks out to the beach and uh, uh, out in the woods. And, wow, what a great place. I mean, I can see, you know, taking your, your significant other uh, out someplace where it's just pitch dark and laying there and looking up and just watching the stars and just you know right. having a chat you your whole family maybe, in there. maybe having a drink while you're uh, while you're up looking at the stars and talking that would be perfect for that situation i would think yeah 
that, that's absolutely correct. We really liked uh, yeah, one of the bigger ideas for it was, you know, taking it to the beach or camping, um, drive-in movies, oh, uh, yeah. watching fireworks, stuff like that. We, we, stuff cheapers are already doing, but this time, you know, they're able to be a little more comfortable and in a different location. Oh, and the coolness factor, too, because not everybody's going to have one, at least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, honestly, I've been trying to sell this to Jeep, uh, Chrysler um, Jeep for like the last four years. And uh, they haven't even, you know, given me the common courtesy of a no thank you. It's just been radio silence. So may- maybe someday we'll get everybody in one. It could be like one of those, like when I bought my Rubicon, I got a special Jeep bag with um, some recovery gear. I think it was from Rugged Ridge. I don't remember. You could like propose it like this could be with your, you know, whatever special Jeep they're selling. They could be giving that as an extra. You know, Tammy, it's funny that you should mention that because when we first started, my stepdad, uh, Jerry Urban, down in Florida, he said he's a he's an old school salesman. He's like, Jamie, I've got a great idea. I'm going to send a, a nice handwritten letter to every single Jeep dealer in Florida, and I'm going to tell them that hey, this is the best, you know, thank you for buying gift. Or if someone is possibly on the fence about buying a Jeep Wrangler, because let's be honest, no one's ever on the fence about it. But you know, if they were on the fence about it you offer this as a sweetener and that'll seal the deal. So he sent out about 150 different handwritten notes to these folks. And we heard back from exactly zero of them. Wow. Wow. Really That's sad. Yeah. No, no one wanted one. That's a, that is just amazing. And I'm sorry, we, we should have stated that our Jamic giveaway, this is the individual that, that uh, runs that company and has, came up with the idea and, and makes those Jamics, the hammock for your Jeep. So uh, we've uh, we've been trying to get James on and uh, just haven't until this time. But uh, if you guys have been following along on the Jamit giveaway, you have to the end of this month to get your Facebook Live video uh, done on Facebook, of course, and then uh, put the at Jeep Talk Show in the comments so we'll know about it. And, of course, don't forget to uh, like the uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show page, just facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And, uh, uh, James, if we haven't already told you enough times, thank you very much for providing us with a jammick uh, for that giveaway. Yeah. No, no problem. Thank you for, thank you for the review and thanks for the time today. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah, and I was, I was lucky enough to get my hands on it first so I could review it. And I tested it out. I think it was in January or right after Christmas. <laughs> um, so, and I'm here in Maryland and it's a little chilly then. And I found out that I was like one of the first to test it out in the cold that we know of anyway. So, um, James, it's a great piece of material. Material, um, But I got to ask you about those buckles. <laughs> they, they were amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Um, yeah. So the, the buckles are um, zinc plated. We buy them from a kayak company um, out west. I think they're in Washington State. And... You know, they're designed to, to be load-bearing buckles to strap gear on the kayaks, a lot of ocean-going kayaks. So they, um, you know, they're, they are very, very uh, rust-resistant. And I think that their, um, their brake strength is around 2,000 pounds. So, you know, when we have that one-to-five safety ratio, uh, that gets us around 400 pounds of, of working load limit. And they're fairly easy to use. Uh, however, um, occasionally folks put the buckle in the wrong way. Um, yeah, which like happens me. to me as well, which is why we recommend 
and as part of the um, instructions is that you tie off each running end so that in case something happens or the buckle's in the wrong way, you don't fall and hurt yourself. Right, or you push down on it first, it'll be really easy. You'll know right away if you... <laughs> didn't put them in always a fantastic idea to test it before yeah. you try it there you go yeah you should have had your uh, 16 year old jump up there and get him to test it that would have been the way to do yeah. it tammy part of the story exactly. part of the story that tammy was telling us before the show started was that uh, she uh, got the thing all in there and strapped up and then her 16 year old said uh, mom you might want to test that before you climb up there and put your weight on it and when she did it uh it, it you know gave way and right. uh, then she figured out she had it wrong. But perhaps at that time, that's whenever you pulled out the instructions, Tammy. Is that uh, is that how it went? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, I was I was being well, like a man when I put it there on. There you go. Uh-huh. Instructions. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> sounds um, like, James, sounds I, like your 16-year-old okay. is destined for an engineering school or something otherwise technically proficient. That was a great idea, and I probably wouldn't have thought to say that if I was 16. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's pretty smart. Um, I do have a question, though. When I was trying to um, put the straps in between the frame and the roll bar, I couldn't get it to where you guys had it shown on your website because there's just not enough space. What do you suggest for folks that have that issue? So when we, when we made this for Universal Fit, um, we had to do a bunch of different things to make sure that it fit all different models. Otherwise, We'd have to buy um, specific sizes with different equipment for each particular jammock, and that would have really increased the price. So, and and unfortunately for some uh, models of Jeep, you do have to um, undo the hardtop a little bit to get that extra, I think it's like an eighth of an inch to be able to slide um, the one buckle that's on the the sound bar uh, in between the frame and the hardtop, and the, the good part about the jamic is that once it is installed, you don't need to take it out, um, you know, because it'll still it fits with the soft top or a hard top or any other OEM uh, top. So, and, and Tammy, I'm sorry about that. That's just that's just the nature of of the uh, design. Oh, hey. Hey, I I got it to work. That's it part was of fine. that's part of jeeping though. It never fits exactly right. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to you have to do <laughs> some work. Um, right. So uh, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, oh, I did, I did want to say, I think that's one of the great things about the, the jammock is you don't have to be taking it off and putting it on all the time. You can certainly do that and it's not dif- difficult to do, but you can just leave it there and you can actually, actually use that for storage, can't you, James? That's correct. Um, one, one of the things I looked at was um, when I first had my the original jammock back in Fort Benning in 2005, um, I had to move to Alaska. Uh, after I was done with my time at Fort Benning. And so I loaded my Jeep up with all of my worldly possessions. And then I still had a little bit of stuff left over, but there was no more room in the inn in the back. So I jammed up, you know, the rest of what I had up in the jammock. Uh, you know, we, we now we recommend that you only use flat, lightweight stuff, nothing that's going to, imp- you know, impede your driving. But back in 2005, when I was a reckless uh, young <laughs> army officer, uh, I didn't really care about all that stuff. So, yeah, you, um, you, you I did the math, uh, and it, it actually adds about the same amount of space as the trunk of a Mazda Miata. Oh, wow. So you, Which isn't, I mean, I don't know how much that's saying because Mazda Miatas are pretty small, but that's that right. was what, it, what it worked out to. Well, that's a lot bigger. I mean, when you say trunk, I mean, 
Uh, that's to me, that's a lot. And when it comes to a Miata, I would think like a glove compartment uh, would <laughs> would be just amazing for a Miata. So uh, you wouldn't recommend this for, say, a high lift jack. I'm sorry. Can you say that again, please? Yeah, you wouldn't recommend this storage area for like a high lift jack. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I mean, you you could certainly put it in there, but it's probably going to hit you in the face as you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's only uh, only for light objects, people, and it's uh, it, there's good reason for that because you know how jeepers are. We make quick stops and quick turns and uh, go up and down. Oh my god, off road a lot. So just think it through. Yeah, that would you, be quite dangerous. Yeah, you don't want things hitting you in the back of the head. But uh, like, uh, so during during one of the, so I'm sorry to interrupt, Tony, but during one of the test phases, I was actually able to fit um, two uh, two ski boots, my shorty uh, trick skis up there, a um, Folding chair, um, a sleeping bag, Holy and crap. rope, wow. and, and uh, <laughs> some other stuff. Then this, this is—I called it the mountain package. So you know, you're going to go hit the slopes, and then maybe go rappelling down a glacial face or something later on. Um, so you can you can fit a bunch of stuff up there as long as it's not too heavy and it's secure. You should be okay. And I'm I'm also a pretty short guy, so none of this was hitting me in the head. But if you're six two, you know, probably not the best idea. Right. I did have a question. You know, I purchased one for my wife's TJ, and um, I noticed that the straps go over the roll bar and then under the roll bar. Uh, was there ever a consideration in the design where it just stayed on the roll bar so you didn't have those straps uh, down a few inches from the uh, what would be the roof of the vehicle when it's on? No, I, I absolutely know what you're talking about, and, and that's actually a question that I would not have had an answer to if you'd asked me four days ago. Oh, wow. Now I do. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I, I was looking at redesigning the Jamic for, for a more aggressive, cheaper. Uh, it, it, the new one that I, that's been redesigned looks a lot more like a cargo net. Uh, and it's got three and a half inch square uh, holes in it. And it's got two inch straps. So, um, you know, it's basically just a Jamic made out of cargo netting, um, mm-hmm. but it's super comfortable. And these have four buckles instead of the two and they wrap around just the roll bar and then you cinch it down, um, you know, on the jammock. What I found out with this is that because, um, there's, when you go over and under the jammock has to sit on top of the roll bar, uh, because it's got tension all the way around the roll bars, almost like, like a printing press and there's two rollers and there's, newspaper going around it mm-hmm. when you have straps that just go around each roll bar then the jamic sinks down to the lowest level which would put it at the bottom of the roll bar and th- that extra two and a half inches um ends up getting in people's faces uh and it doesn't allow you to, to use it for storage uh and it's it, it, it's not as tight as it should be um, I, I, I tested this with my, my old company commander, um, lives in Capitol Hill in DC. And I was over at his house the other day with his Jeep testing it out. And I looked at it and I was like, damn it, that that's why this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, well, um, my, my first instinct, which, and I, and I called them in the patenting was weight activated armrest stabilizers. Uh, so when you set your butt down in the jammock, the, the bottom um, webbing's kind of popped up and acted as armrest. Uh, un- unfortunately, right. 
it, it doesn't work without them. It's really kind of weird if you think about it. No, it makes sense uh, because the, the if you were on the attached to one roll bar, it's going to uh, roll down as you apply weight. So that makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was even even when it's at rest, uh, and, and that that's that's when you really need it to be up there so you can actually drive your jeep. Right. Yeah, you'd actually have to make a modification to the roll bar to be able to keep it up uh, flat like that. Okay, well, good. I was uh, when you I was got it. Yeah. When, yeah, when I was actually uh, when I was installing it, I went. So these straps are hanging here. I mean, it's not like it's. I drive a Cherokee, and a Cherokee has a low top. Uh, so the Wrangler is is very much different. It has a very high top to it. So it's not like uh, it's going to be in, in in your vision path. Even if you're tall, it's not going to be in your vision path. Yeah. But I was like, I was really surprised by that, and I went, I was just thinking uh, whenever I was installing it, why why is this going across here like this? It must be for additional uh, uh, weight load uh, or something along those lines. But it makes sense now. The whole thing would rotate, and you wouldn't have a uh, you'd have a hammock, but it would be inside the jeep <laughs> instead of outside. <laughs> well, and the other, the other thing with that is is then it um, it also adds cost. Because uh, the buckles are, as I was oh, telling Tammy yeah. earlier, one of the more expensive parts, if not the most expensive by weight. And if you're doubling your buckles, um, that that adds some cost to it. Uh, and you know, um, I don't know if you've seen like um, they have cargo nets that for jeeps, like safari straps, I think they're called, and um, they they wrap around the whole thing, and they're um, they don't really they're not load bearing. You can't really sit on them. Right. Those because I think they're lightweight enough or able to either stay on top or they do some sort of um, uh, equipment maneuver that keeps it on top. But the reason why it stays there is because you're not laying on it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we, we're, we're trying to square the circle here and, and make it load-bearing uh, and, and also aesthetically pleasing, you know, and also we want it to be safe for people. Oh, yeah, safety it has to be the, a major concern for anybody coming up with a product. Well, I mean, and, and like oh, you, yeah. and like you've said, I believe uh, tonight it may have been before the show, but you can always take it off, store it, and uh, pull it out. It doesn't take that long to uh, to set up. It's just a couple of straps. You got to make sure you you put the uh, the webbing, I mean, the uh, the strap through the buckle properly. But other once you've learned how to do that, it should be very quick. <laughs> funny, well, funny, and, and Tony. Ordinarily, you'd be totally right, but I'm inherently lazy, and I like <laughs> I like to have my stuff ready to go when it's there so that 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 was why i designed it the way i did (laughs) but i do appreciate what you're saying so uh, i know that you can put it in the back of the jeep uh on the uh well i guess it doesn't matter if it's two door or four door uh you can you can also put it in the back is uh is that a uh because i was thinking it'd be perfect for my wife she really likes we have the uh the nx trek top from uh, best uh best top i almost said best buy uh, from best top so she can uh flip the 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 uh little cover over the uh driver and passenger side and if she had the jamic there uh she wouldn't be real happy cuz she likes that open air thing so we were going to set it up yeah. in the in the back and then I thought it would be perfect for her cuz she has all kinds you know how women are they 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 have towels uh, and uh, umbrellas uh, 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 and and all these all. things they want to carry around and no no uh, no 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 <laughs> thought it'd be perfect for her back there so uh, that uh, that's a possibility for some of you folks out there that might uh, be thinking about uh, what you would do with it, or maybe it would be blocking your view. So you can you can move the thing around. It's very uh, portable. Um, folks, yeah, the, real um, quick. the original Jamic was. Oh, I'm sorry, please, Timmy. Go. Nope. Ahead. I apologize. No, nope, go go ahead. Go go. Oh, I was just going to say that the original Jamic was translucent. Uh, it was Sahara oh. tan, uh, and 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 it was beautiful, and no one wanted to buy it because it wasn't black. But that one you can put up there, and you can still see through it. 
So did you See? you just you just mentioned something about color? Did you guys go through a focus group or anything? Because uh, I'm thinking red would have done very well. Uh, no, the, the focus group was I had a sweet uh, gem or uh, Jeep Sahara with a tan top, and it was you know the regular slate green. And I thought, man, I love this color. Everybody will love this color. So I did my first production run of a hundred Jamix, and it was in that tan color. And I sold, I think, eleven. The first year we were in business, I thought, okay, you know, that's all right. But, but people were on like the wranglerforum.com and gforum.com and they're like, yeah, I'd buy one if it was black. <laughs> and I was always like, no, no, you wouldn't. No one gives a crap about the color. Come on, you guys. And then people are like, no, really, we'll buy one if it's black. And, and I was like, well, I'm not going to spend another, you know, several thousand bucks to do a production right. run just so you can change the color. And then my wife, Nadia, she's like, hey, why don't you do pre-orders, have people pay you first just to gauge the interest, and then you can use that money to fund the next production run. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then the first day we offered pre-orders, we sold 20 on the first day. And, and, and there it went. See, wives are always right. So let me make sure I got this correct, James. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and let me know if you're uh, in a hostile environment. You listened to what your wife suggested I, uh, to do. <laughs> I, I did. She's, she's very smart, and you know she's got a pretty good head for business, and I and I do trust her judgment, and her advice. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, yeah, I can see that. You know, I was really surprised too. Uh, we, I have a uh, xgtalk.com website, regulartalk.com site, and of course we've got the Jeep Talk Forum uh, dot uh, com uh, site. And uh, anyway, back uh, a few years ago, I was uh, gauging some interest for T-shirts. You know, everybody likes to to have a T-shirt. And I'm more of a, a gray or, you know, pretty much anything but black because black is, uh, it's very hot. It it, it uh, absorbs a lot yeah. of heat, especially whenever you're out on the trails and you're wearing this black shirt that says, you know, XJ Talk on it or anything like that. So I was, uh, I ran into the same situation. Everybody wanted black. They they everybody like, looks good in black. They they love the black hats. They love the the black shirts and so on and so forth. And uh, I have to say, I, I tried that same gimmick that you were talking about taking pre orders. Nobody wanted to come up with the cash yeah. when it was time. <laughs> so we didn't do t shirts. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that's all right. It was just t shirts anyway. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, folks, if you want to call in and ask James from Jamic. Um, a question, go ahead and call our conference call line at 302-202-1110, and then you punch in 219-835. James is here to answer any JAMIC questions you may have. Um, and James, I have a quick question while we wait for hopefully some callers to call in, is where do you get um, the JAMICs, manu- where do you th- are they manufactured? Uh, they're made in Lares, Puerto Rico. Um, by a company called Eagle, um, which is owned by a company called Vista Outdoor, and they're out of um, Virginia Beach, Virginia. So they're a, um, you know, they're publicly traded. They make the same, they make um, uh, kick gear for the United States Marine Corps, the United States Army, and a bunch of other things. So they know, um, you know, how to do sewing, and they know Cordura, they know buckles and all that stuff, and they they make a pretty rugged uh, product for all the rest of their folks, and they certainly do it for us. Oh, it's a very quality product. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was very surprised. 
uh, whenever it's very thick and uh, even the the logo that's sewn into uh, sewn I think it's sewn on there uh, it's it's a very high quality thing the whole thing just reeks of high quality so yeah it uh, it's does. a very nice product hey and James well, another you know, question Tony, and, and, and I'm sorry please go ahead no no uh, okay. I was going to ask um, you one of the we reasons- were ta- People, um, I, I, I did get, in the beginning, I got a lot of pushback. People were asking, why does it cost what it costs? And I would always tell them, well, you know, it's, it's made in America. You, you pay extra for that. You pay extra for the materials. Uh, and you know what? You've only got to buy one of them. You don't have to buy one every two years. So, you know. That's definitely for sure because they are very good quality. And earlier we were talking about um, – you trying to get Jeep to buy them. Have you ever thought of hooking up with um, some of the vendors around and getting your jamic with some of the vendors? We've had a couple of them on our show recently. So um, you can find the jamic uh, on Extreme Terrain. You can find uh-huh. them on Four Wheel Drive, on Quadratech, uh, Morris 4x4, uh, Jeep World, and, and Rugged Sports. We, we, we do have uh, five or six of the, of the big dealers um, I, I haven't asked any of those folks for any help, but maybe I should. And how long have you have you been trying to sell this, or how long have you been in business? Uh, I've, I've been in business since 2012, and you know, like I said, in, in, we opened in September 2012. We sold nine that year. The following year, we sold 360, uh, and then in uh, 14, we sold like 850, and then in 15, we sold 2,000, and then last year, we sold 3,000. Oh wow, so we're we're slowly inching our way up here, but you know, obviously, getting getting uh, the Jamic as an option or as standard equipment on a on a Wrangler is, of course, the that's the brass ring right there. Right. So, uh, you know, I didn't see there was a big a big problem with the price. I mean, uh, I think I think you've had a price increase since uh, I bought mine, but uh, it's like is it like a hundred and thirty dollars now? Yeah. So right now, like the. Retail's been one thirty seven ninety nine okay. for the last five years. That that's never gone up. Um, we do oh, sales. Okay. We do a big sale every Christmas because you know we we sell like a thousand units over Christmas, and everybody has a good Christmas. Um, the the re- the reason the price went up now is because it's off season, and um, I'm offering um, some extra goodies with with this particular um, jamic sale. So the price is a little bit more, but you get two roll bar handles uh, uh, with it. When, when you buy um, this, this started a couple of days ago. So that's what, why it's a little bit more now. So what's the price currently? I think it's one thirty fifty nine uh, plus. So you get the Jamic and the two free roll bar handles. Wow, that's yeah. I think that's a great deal. I mean, I think uh, we got the uh, the one for the TJ, uh, which it, it, I keep saying the TJ. It doesn't matter; they're all the same. Uh, it's just a, a Wrangler. Yeah. They fit any Wrangler. Uh, but uh, I think we got the one for the TJ for like a hundred bucks. And I can't imagine putting 350 pounds on something and paying 50 bucks for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that I would want to. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to do that either. I would have. I would. Um, I would want to have some. You know, some, some good feeling about what I was buying, uh, especially since I hadn't tried one yet. I mean, after I've seen it, of course, it's not a problem. But uh, I just can't yeah. imagine why anybody would want, would, uh, would be willing to sit their butt in something that you know cost 25 dollars or or 50 dollars or something so uh you know you you get what you pay for folks and um we have a caller i think that has a question for james um 
Caller, you're on the line. Hey, I had a, a quick question. I got a CJ, does, uh, and I was looking at your website. Are you going to support CJs in the future? Oh, man, you're killing me. <laughs> I, I <laughs> don't because they, they lack the side roll bars that you have to strap it on to. My, my first love was CJs, and that broke my heart when I was looking at them. I'm like, damn it, we can't make this fit. I was wondering if there was going to be a way that you could, I mean, I was, I was, I was actually looking at them and seeing if there was a way I could fabricate something to actually make it work. But I, I was kind of looking at that. I thought, oh, man. Hey, yeah. Hey, um, I'm sorry. The uh, first Jeep I ever rode in was um, was my, my squad leader, Mark Logston's. I think he had a CJ5, and it was awesome. Then there was no seats in the back, so me and my buddy Jimmy had to ride on the wheel to sit in the wheel wells. Uh, on our way to, to, cause he was my squad leader. So we used to go, he used to take us into, into duty, but yeah, there, there just isn't the side roll bars. If you find out a way to put a jammock at an angle on the back of that though, like, let me know, you know, and if I'll, I'll send you a free one. Oh, sweet okay. deal. Actually, what I got is I got a CJ seven and I'm thinking about modifying the roll bars to where they do go back. Um, because I'm okay. thinking about pulling the seat out and then opening that back up and okay. then, then it might work. Okay. Well, you know, like let Tony know. And if you get it right, let, then he'll let me know. Okay. Will do. And, uh, right. call, thanks for the question. Sorry about bef- that. Before we lose you, uh, what's the name there? Uh, CJ Dave, CJ Dave. And, and, and what color is your chair? Yeah. Thank you. I don't know if I came on or not. I, I didn't put, put anything yet. I got it, got it in kind of late. No, no problem. What color uh, is your CJ? Black. Ah, yes. I'm sorry, Dave. That is the wrong answer. (laughs) Ignore Tony. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. We appreciate your call. Yeah, great question. And and that is a shame. And you know what? I'm glad he asked that because I was under the impression that it did work on a a, a CJ. I didn't realize it didn't have, uh, you know... I really haven't kept up. Uh, the the TJ was the one that I always wanted for for many years, or I guess it was the YJ. Whenever I first got interested in having a Jeep, and uh, I and let me just make sure this is correct, uh, James. The this uh, the Jamic will work on the YJ all the way through the JK and the JKU. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And and here's a, a real quick funny story for you, Tony, because it almost didn't work that way. Um, right before I went to production, the Jamic was. Um, it was like 28 inches wide. Now it's only 24. And the reason for that is because the night before I put in the order, I'm like, hey, man, you have a TJ. Maybe you should go see if this fits a JK and a JKU. So I went to an auto, an auto dealer in Fairfax, Virginia, and I was like, hey, I'd like to buy a Jeep, but it has to fit this thing uh, before, I'll, before I'll buy it. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, I strapped it on top, and the, the uh, JKs, have those plastic cowlings that start at right at the windshield and they come like eight inches in on the roll bar. Really? And that's why, that's why when you have a, um, a JK, unfortunately you can't strap the jamic on directly over the front seat. The, the, um, the rear strap has to go behind the sound bar and around mm-hmm. the B pillar. Oh. Uh, and the other one goes in front, and, and that 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 was the workaround. Plus, I had to make it four inches shorter or four inches uh, thinner. So yeah, it was almost a uh, tragedy. So let me make sure I understand this. You have a special twenty-eight inch jamic for your TJ. 
I have just the one. Uh, I no longer <laughs> he, have that teeth. <laughs> he knew I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only had one, so back off. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do I do have like the history of Jamit because it, it has gone through some engineering changes and definitely some logo changes. And every time I grab one and, and, I, and I just keep it for the – you know, for posterity. Oh no, for you the have museum, to. Yeah, the you Jamic have museum. to. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it, and it's good that things are going through changes all, all the time. Uh, now, the the current version. Uh, how long has that one been uh, been out? And uh, I think you were talking about uh, there may be some changes coming up to that soon. Uh, yeah. So the current version has been around for um, about a year and a half when we we switched over the buckles because the buckles. What used to happen was um, on the top, which is the top is the one very nearest to the label. I used to have like 10 inches of um, free running webbing uh, on each side. And then the long webbings were on the bottom and they would both, you know, wrap around the roll bar and then connect to the buckles. And that was it. But then I realized that if we equaled out, um, you know, made, made the, um, the webbings equal distance, and then took one of the buckles and removed it and put it on the kitty corner side, you could actually use the jamic off the vehicle. So engineering change that cost $0, um, you know, both to the customer and to me, uh, was able to, you know, be a force multiplier for using the jamic basically anywhere you'd use a regular hammock. Right. Hmm. So that, that was the big engineering change. And the only other change we made since then has been the logo, um, which we, um, you know, finally got trademarked and, and I, I changed it up a little bit. It looks a little bit less cartoony now. Oh, I think it's a nice logo. It tells you, it gives a good sense of what it is that you're selling, which, right. of course, that's what a, a logo should do. So uh, you, you, yeah. you mentioned the uh, the grab handles uh, as a new product. Uh, yeah. Anything else on the on the drawing board? Maybe something coming up? I, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But we always try to pry a little bit here to uh, bring information to the Jeep Talk Show audience. No, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, thank you, Tony. Uh, we're, we're launching the Jamic truck this summer, uh, and it's a Jamic for your truck. It goes in the back of a truck bed. Um, it's about five feet by five feet, and diagonally, it's around seven feet. So uh, even the tallest person can be comfortable in it. And it's actually even it's even easier to install a Jamic truck than it is to install a Jamic because we have these vinyl-coated J-hooks um, that are one inch wide, and all you got to do, you don't even need to buy anchor points for your truck bed. Just kind of put them in the pockets, the stake pockets on the side, and tighten it up using the same buckles that the Jamic has. And these things attach uh, to the Jamic truck uh, via these 10,000-pound test um, steel O-rings. And the whole thing is made out of uh, 2,000, correction, 6,000 test um, two-inch polyester webbing. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's... If it's possible to be more badass than the, the other Jamic, uh, it's definitely the Jamic truck. Um, and, you know, we're, uh, we're looking at, I think, you know, like I said about, I think it fits around 95% of, uh, of uh, consumer trucks that are out there right now. Yeah, that I can't was, imagine it getting any easier yeah, than the, yeah. the Wrangler one. That's a good design. Uh, so uh, right off the top of your head, what are some of the truck models that it will fit? Uh, years and, uh, you know, as for the folks that – uh, also have trucks, or maybe they only have trucks and they're listening sure. to the show? Um, you know, th- that's a good question. I, I think I'd, I'd probably be easier to talk about the trucks that it won't fit. Okay. Um, and that would be that would be like your your S10, uh, your your 
small size pickups because they're just not wide enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put it in there and you can use it as a tie down or as a regular cargo net, but unfortunately you're going to bottom out because it's just too big. <laughs> um, so well, the, uh, the minimum that we say is, is your truck bed should be five feet wide, which is the majority of, of mid, mid and full size trucks in the United States. But yeah, your S tens, stuff like that. It's not going to fit one of those, um, Subaru like justies or whatever. And, you know, unfortunately it won't fit in Tony's El Camino. And I know you have one back there uh, somewhere. So Yeah. My dad wanted one of those things for the longest time. He thought, yeah, it's a car. It's a truck. It's a perfect thing. So that's what my 17-year-old uh, wants. So the 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 Ford F150, the the current model and and years back, uh the Ford F150, no problem, should work perfectly fine on. Absolutely. And and yeah. I, I I haven't we, I, I haven't been keeping up with the uh, the Chevy models, so the the current Chevrolet trucks uh fits all those, the hooking system, all that stuff works perfectly fine on on both Chevy. I you know, I think if you cover Chevy, Ford and Dodge, you got about uh you know, 95% of the market. Yeah, I, I rented um, a Dodge. Um, I think it was one of their. I think it was their turbo diesel uh, to do my initial testing, and that thing was huge. And yeah, it fits that. Um, and then I went to U-Haul to to test it on an even bigger truck. And this one, the stake holes were ninety inches apart uh, lengthwise and sixty apart, you know, widthwise. Ninety inches is about the max, um, the maximum size lengthwise. But that's what. That's like eight and a half feet, right. um, you know, and you, you can always move it back or drill another hole if you need to, uh, in a stake pocket to make it fit. That's, that's the beauty of this. Like it, it's just, it's just little hooks that you can fit anywhere. And if you really, really, really wanted one and you didn't have any, um, stake pockets, you can take a drill, drill, you know, two holes and, and you're good to go. Yeah. So, uh, all you need is a drill and a jammock, folks. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a pretty simple, g- g- generic, uh, uh, product there. Well, that's good. And, uh, and of well, course, you, I'm sure you know, one you- of the, what, what, sorry, one of, one of like the biggest selling points we're looking at though is like if a lot of people have their, have bed covers, uh, like one of those Lear, oh, yeah. super, you know, luxury bed covers. If you have a jammock in there and let's say you've had too much to drink at the bar, uh, and you don't <laughs> want to go to jail. You could probably sleep it off in the back in privacy if you've got a bed cover and just close it up. Or, you know, you're driving cross country and you don't want to spend a hundred bucks on a hotel, you know, well, you could just sleep in your in, in the back of your truck bed. That was kind of what we were going for. Um, the other big thing was the, the Jamic truck, unlike any of the other cargo nets, and I mean any that are out there on the market today, uh, we have three and a half inch or three and a quarter inch gaps between our webbing, and that makes it um, child safe. So um, all these other cargo nets, they don't meet the the uh, voluntary standards for playground safety. And you know, I have a two year old little boy, and you know, I probably could have made these a lot less expensively and said, "Hey, just don't have any kids on them." But I know that kids love an attractive of course, music. yes, right. So, oh yeah, we, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So we went, the initial prototype had five and a half inch holes. And I'm like, I can fit my head in this thing. What was I thinking? You know, so we don't ever use that one, but we're, we're now down to the three and a quarter inch. Um, and, you know, now I can, I can sleep at night. So that, that was the big thing for me was let, let's make it kid friendly and kid safe. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we're talking about uh, the different truck sizes. I mean, the different trucks that it'll fit and the ones that it won't. And uh, I'm sure you can go over to jamic.com. That's just, uh, you know, if you know how to spell hammock, 
Uh, just make it a G-Pamic, so J and then A-M-M-O-C-K.com. And um, uh, you can go right over there and see all uh, what it will and won't fit. Uh, I believe that's a correct statement, James. Correct me if it isn't. Yeah, it's 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 correct. It's, it doesn't have a list of trucks, but it does have the size requirements for your truck. So if you know what your truck, the size of your bed is, you can go on there and see if it meets the requirements. You'll be fine. And, and again, if it's 95% of consumer trucks, you'll likely be fine. And if you're not, you can send it back, and I'll give you 100% of your money back. No oh, that's a, that's a sweet deal. So do you have any thoughts of maybe starting a purple line of Jamex? <laughs> not only no, but hell no. <laughs> I, I had not thought of that. You know, honestly, uh, we're still a really small shop. And, um, and and as we spoke earlier, Tammy, every, every time I do a, right. a production run, it costs a significant amount of money. Um, and the stuff we're using right now is, is pretty expensive. But I did do, I have a, a couple of um, um, Marpat, uh, like the, the Marine Corps camouflage jammocks. I did two of those yeah. and they were like twice as expensive just because that stuff is copyrighted. I can't even imagine what the, the purple color of the Caesars would cost for me to make another one. Right. Yeah, and that's a shame. And I bet you do hear, uh, get that from a lot of folks about, can I get this color? Can I get this color? Can I get this pattern? Uh, right. you know, can I get Hillary Clinton embossed in it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. All the time. Yeah. Hillary Clinton is our biggest seller. That, that's what they all want. So, uh, yeah, I, I bet you you would just love to be able to uh, to take care of all those folks. But uh, people, it's black. black. Black goes with anything, So, uh, as they say on the runway. Um, uh, James, we're going to wrap well, that, this. That was my first. What, sorry, what, when, um, when I was first starting out, after I, we had the whole Sahara Spice kerfluffle, <laughs> I would right. tell people when they asked me, and I'd be like, you can have a jammock in any color you want as long as it's black. That's right. And I signed it Henry Ford, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. yes. And, you know, I meant, yeah. to, I meant to mention that, too. I would think that the spice color, the tan color, would have been a popular one because, I mean, that Jeep actually came out with the tan colored tops for the, the soft top. So uh, it makes perfect sense, especially with the, the right color Jeep. It would be a good combination. So I'm really surprised you didn't sell any of those. I would think that a few people would have done that. I mean, the yellow Jeeps, the green Jeeps, uh, hell, even the blue Jeeps would, would look good with that. But, yeah, you know, you have to well, go we with did. We sold We sold 100. We sold 100 of those. But that was it, it was trickles. You know, I finally sold out, and I think it, I think it took two years to finally sell those oh, out man. when I sold 800 of the black ones. So yeah, yeah. I bet right. you, I bet you were happy when that last one was sold. You, you, you thought these things, oh, yeah. these things are <laughs> never going to be gone. I'm going to be sitting on these things for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up James. And uh, before we go, I, I did mention the website, but uh, go ahead and mention that again. And any of the social media stuff that you're on. So where pe- people can find you and, you know, maybe see more pictures of, uh, of the Jamic and get more information on them. Sure. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's Jamic, J A M M O C K.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at, as Jamic. Uh, we're on Pinterest as Jamic and we're on, uh, Instagram. And if you've got a Jamic and you want to, um, hashtag, uh, your Jamic on Instagram, feel free to do so. 738 of your, uh, Jamic or friends already have. Excellent. Well, that is great. Anything that you want to uh, tell us other than uh, what, what we've already gone through before we wrap up, James? Uh, no, I, I do appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and, you know, and, and all of the, the Jeepers that are out there, thank you very much for supporting Jamnik. 
you know, we are a veteran-owned company, and we are uh, made in America, and thank you very much. Uh, real quick question. When you were up in Alaska, how long ago was that uh, when you were with the Army in Alaska? That was in uh, – I got there in 2005, and I was there for about six weeks before we deployed, uh, and then I was in Iraq for about 16 months, and then when I got back – I was there for about seven months, and that encompassed both winter uh, and summer. We, we left Baghdad on November 30th, 2006, arrived Fairbanks uh, December 1st, so from 95 degrees to negative 40, and it was terrible. Wow. Yeah. Yuck. So uh, are you familiar with the uh, the 4x4 podcast? Uh, yeah. So uh, Dan, uh, the uh, the the show uh, creator and uh, main host, uh, he's actually in uh, Fairbanks right now with the army. So that's the reason oh why I was gosh. asking when you were, when you were up there. Uh, he caught a fish. Okay. The, he caught a fish the other day. He was doing some ice ice fishing. He had to go through three feet of ice manually so he could do oh, the ice fishing. My gosh. And I can't remember the name oh of the fish. God. It was like a, a burdock or, or something like that. Uh, I think Tammy, Josh, and I were talking about this last show. Anyway, he uh, he pulled out that fish. That he was very happy because he finally caught one, and he took a picture of it. It was frozen. <laughs> he was holding it up Whoa. frozen. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, the, um, it, it's possible that fish may have been unfrozen. I think he bought he it at a it store. In, in yeah. temperatures, you can take boiling hot water right outside and then throw it and up in the air it turns into ice before it lands uh-huh. so you know that's cold yeah well when you said uh, alaska and army i went well that's where dan is and i right. liked it i liked it when he was a captain because i could call him captain dan but uh yeah if you haven't uh, checked out <laughs> if you haven't checked out the uh, the 4x4 podcast you guys all should all uh the part of the uh the 4x4 radio network which we're a part of so uh, oh, I, I absolutely. Just, maybe maybe Jamie Chuck needs to do a spot on that one. I'll maybe see what he's got going on. Absolutely. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, Give him I'll a call. Uh, actually I'll send him an email and uh, tell him to uh, check it out. Uh, yeah, they talk about all well, sorts of things and, and and overlanding as well. Overlanding is a big deal, and I can see that uh, uh, this would be a very good item for overlanding, where you know you're oh, tired of driving and you want to pull over and just rest wherever you are, just rest yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much for your service to our country. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us here on the Jeep Talk call and show. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. We really appreciate the caller calling in. Great question about the uh, the CJ. Uh, disappointing that uh, the, the hardware there is just not there for the CJ. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, uh, like James was saying, you don't have to actually put this on your Jeep. And, frankly, you don't even have to have a Jeep. You could just have this. And, and hook it up as a, a hammock anywhere. You could put part of it on your vehicle and part on a, of a tree or overpass or <laughs> just, I guess it just uh, depends on the lift. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, it's a great product. Uh, I was very, very impressed. Sturdy, I was durable. very impressed how well it was put together. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. It's made great. Awesome. Tough. Um, folks, don't forget, every Tuesday night, we're here on the Jeep Talk Colin Show, and we're also here on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock Central Time for the Jeep Talk Show. That's Tony, Josh, and I, where we have all sorts of talk about Jeeps. Um, so join us Tuesdays and Thursday nights. I see in the chat room, uh, they told me the fish. It's a, a burbot. Yes. That doesn't that. sound. That doesn't sound real. That sounds like some sort of fictional robot that somebody came up with. Well, <laughs> there's 
weird names for all sorts really of It really is. And it's in yeah. Alaska, so that makes even better sense. Right. It's probably some ancient Indian name or some some native Eskimo name. It may Who be knows? some weird-looking fish. I couldn't tell. It looked like an ice cube to me. I just thought it was hilarious because you know he had just pulled it out. and uh, I think it was like 18 or negative 18 or some ungodly yeah. uh, temperature there. It's uh, It was even worse than Michigan, Tammy. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> It's, it's one of those M states. I never can yeah. keep up. Up north. Um, hey, folks, and don't forget, you can try to win the jammock that I reviewed. I have it right here, wrapped up, ready to go. All you need to do is post a Facebook Live video telling us why you deserve to have the jammock, and then just at Jeep Talk Show. And we will be picking the winner um, the show after the, after 31st, yeah. the 31st of March. And the way we're picking that is, uh, Tammy, Josh, and I will be looking at these and just whichever one we like and enjoy the most. So there's no science uh, involved here. It's just like, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of entries. So if you've been thinking about doing it, you need to get it in. The odds are very good that you're going to win. Uh, I will mention that you uh, we're going we're gonna to take care of the shipping for you as long as you're in the 48 continental United States. Uh, if you're someplace else in the world, that's fine. As long as you want to pay for the shipping, uh, we're happy to send it to you. Uh, and you need to be 18 years or older to win. I don't know how we'll check that, Tammy. Should we get a driver's license or uh, ask some questions about some uh, 70s uh, TV shows? That would probably yeah, do it, right? there you go. Well, no, because my kids watch all that stuff on YouTube now. It would be timed so you can look it up. All right, guys, uh, have a great night. And uh, don't forget. See you Thursday. Facebook live video. And then once you've posted the video, make sure you go into the comments and put at the at sign Jeep talk show. You kids know what I'm talking about. You know how to do that. And then uh, that way. And if you want to send us a message an email at info at Jeep and let us know that you posted it to make sure we're aware of it. But uh, we should see it. If you do that at Jeep talk show in the comments, you guys have a great night. We'll see you next week. And uh, of course this Thursday. Good night, everyone. You tell them about Thursday, Tammy. Yeah, I did. You weren't <laughs> listening to me again. Tony never listens to me.